changing your life one story at a time. This is the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast with Editor-in-Chief Amy Newmark. Hey, it's Amy Newmark, and it's Friend Friday. Today, I am so excited to welcome back Kelly Sullivan Walden. Kelly has made two books with me. The first was Chicken Soup for the Soul, Dreams and Premonitions. That was in 2015. And our second book is much more recent, and it's called Chicken Soup for the Soul, Dreams and the Unexplainable. And this book, we cannot keep it in stock. We keep doing emergency reprints. We have an emergency reprint that's at the printer right now that we're expecting back in a week, and we're already doing another emergency reprint because we can already tell we're about to run out again. So this book really has legs, Kelly. Everybody loves these stories about dreams and premonitions and unexplainable destiny and coincidences. It's so important. I'm so glad. Yeah. And, you know, Kelly, in addition to doing those two books with us, also has several other best-selling books about dreams. And she is also the dear Abby of dreams because just as Chicken Soup for the Soul is in every issue of First for Women magazine, so is Kelly with her monthly column where she helps analyze people's dreams. She is also on big national television shows all the time like Dr. Oz and The Real, Coast to Coast, which is a big national radio show. She's been on Hallmark's Home and Family Daytime Talk Show. So Kelly, thank you so much for coming back. Of all those shows, this is my favorite one to be on. And I would do it every second of every day if I could. (laughs) So it's an honor. Our big national podcast. That's right. Our international best-selling podcast. I know. It is. We have a new bestseller out called Chicken Soup for the Soul, The Miracle of Love. And... You know, I put it out earlier this month because it's summer and it's wedding season. It's the fun time of year to read books about happy topics like love and dreams. And I wanted to go back because we have never talked on the podcast about all of the great love stories that we have in Chicken Soup for the Soul Dreams Mm. and the Unexplainable. And I think they basically fell into two categories. And one category was those amazing unexplainable dreams that would actually forecast the future So let's talk about some of those stories first, like that amazing story by Jake Cosmos Aller called Dream Girl. Oh, yeah. Oh, I love that story. So Jake has a dream about this beautiful Asian woman, and he he sees her very specifically, long, dark hair, dark eyes, mid-20s, and she has this air of royalty about her. And he literally has this dream during a class in college and he wakes up and and he says, who are you? And and he has this dream recurringly for eight years. And during that time, he still can get no answer about who she is. Meanwhile, he gets enrolled in the Peace Corps and he ends up in Korea. And while he's in Korea, he's working at at the military base. And lo and behold, he sees this beautiful woman who looks exactly like the woman in his dreams. And he gets up his courage and he begins to have a conversation with her and has a date with her. And on their very first date, she confesses that she is in love with him. Go figure. And he says, "Um, don't worry, I think it's mutual. By their third date, he proposes marriage to her. And he realizes this is absolutely the girl from in his dreams. Um, And all is well, except... His family is not happy about this, his mother in particular, because it turns out she does come from Korean royalty. And to, to marry a foreigner is almost unheard of. The only other 
foreigner, um, Korean that had married a foreigner that was of royalty was the president of the country. So this was a big deal. And eventually they embraced it because their astrological signs were, were matched up. And they got married on the Korean base, on the, on the army base, and had over a thousand people in attendance. And they've been married for 35 years. I love that story. I love the fact that you just can't explain how he could have this dream and join the Peace Corps to go to Asia to try to find this girl. And then he finds her. Yeah. Now, there's another one that we had where a woman dreams about the man she's going to marry, but it's actually her grandfather oh. who shows her the man, oh, right? Oh, yeah. This is one last thing. That was that story, One Last Thing by M.D. Kreider. Yes, I love this dream. So, so MD, she talks about how she felt like a, a really awkward teenager and she had, she had never had a date and she had asked some boys out and they had all rejected her and she had this secret fear that she would end up alone. And in her dream, her grandfather's taking her on a walk and he's reassuring her, you are going to end up, you're going to be happy, you're going to end up in a wonderful marriage. In fact, and they start walking and they're in a Navy base and he says, see that man over there? That's your future husband. And he's handsome. She can only see him sort of from the back, but she, she has this warm, very happy feeling. And she wakes up from this dream only to find her family crying because her grandfather had passed away in the night. So he had visited her as he was making his transition. So years later, she's in a long distance phone relationship with a man. At one point he tells her, I'm going to re-enlist in the Navy. And she's forgotten all about what her grandfather said, but as they're getting to know each other and they finally realize that they're in love, she says, gosh, I wish you could have met my grandfather. He would have loved you. And in that moment, she remembered her dream and she remembered what her grandfather said. And he had absolutely predicted the future. And they've been married for years and very happily so. Her grandfather's premonition was correct. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. And then Here's one where I actually did have Lori Chidori Phillips uh, mm. come on the podcast one day to talk about her story because this is the most incredible one of all because they dreamed about each other, oh, right? Yeah. Remember that story? Yes. That was incredible. This one is incredible. It's always amazing when there's tandem dreaming. But so in her dream, well, she in her story, she talks about how her her family, her great-grandparents came from Japan to the United States um, at the turn of the century. And they brought with them some of their, their culture and a few of the traditions that they really liked best, including this thing called the furrow bath. And it's like a hot tub, but it's like a public bath. It's super, super, super hot. And she loved going in there because she'd go in with her family. And when she was a little girl, about four years old, she had a dream that she was in a furrow bath. And her grandmother had her with her white hair pulled back in a bun, was sitting back watching her to make sure she was okay. Seated next to her was this blonde boy who was a few years older than her. And they didn't speak in the dream, but they had this wonderful connection and they, she knew they were dear friends. And she really, really was happy when she woke up from this dream. And it stayed with her for a long, long time. Anyway, 20 years go by. And she's ending a five-year relationship, and she decides, while I'm at it, I might as well quit my job. She starts a brand-new job. Within a week of having started this new job, this handsome blonde man walks in, 
and he walks in, they might make eye contact so much so that the secretary of the company says, what was that? There were literally sparks that flew. She ended up talking with him and they ended up dating. And as they got to know each other, they started to share with each other about each other's families and their lives. And she shares about her culture and the furrow bath. And as she's describing it to him, he begins to get tears in his eyes. And he says, oh my God, this is reminding me of when I was a little boy, about eight years old. I had a dream that I was in this hot, hot bath. And there was this gray-haired woman watching, watching over us. But I was sitting next to this beautiful, dark-haired girl with short hair. And we didn't speak, but we were close, close friends. And I always really loved her and felt this strong connection. And they, so they had this dream in two t- totally different states. And in, his, in, in Texas, he had never met an Asian family before. So 32 years later, they've been married, they've got grandchildren, and they still furrow bath together. <laughs> I know, I love that. And she was, she grew up in Hawaii. So she had that dream as a little girl in Hawaii. Yeah. He had that dream as a little boy in Texas. And then 20 years later, they met in California. So yeah. it wasn't even like they saw each other out on the street coincidentally. Like they lived thousands and thousands of miles apart. Yeah. So we're going to be back in a moment with more from Kelly. And we'll be talking about when your dreams are telling you something you already know about what you want, but you're just too distracted to pay attention to what you really want during your waking hours. Did you know a 2018 study showed half of prenatal vitamins tested had unacceptable levels of heavy metals? I'm Kat, mother of three and founder of Ritual. When I was four months pregnant, I couldn't find a prenatal I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested for heavy metals, and recently earned the Purity Award from the Clean Label Project. But don't just take my word for it. Get 25% off at ritual.com podcast. Okay, we're back with Kelly Sullivan Walden, and we're talking about dreams and love, and when your dreams reveal to you what you really, really want. So Kelly, welcome back. We're talking about stories from Chicken Soup for the Soul, dreams and the unexplainable. And we talked about dreams that forecast the future, but now we're talking about dreams that are more like your subconscious really telling you Mm -hmm. what you already know. Right. Right. Well, one of these dreams is um, called Happily Ever After, and it's by Dahlia Gesser. And she talks about how she has this dream of this big, burly man with dark features, and she's got this wonderful feeling about him. And she's haunted by this dream, and she wants to go back in the dream like so many of us do when we've had a positive dream, but she's not able to, but it stays with her. Anyway, she forgets about it. She moves on. A friend of hers invites her over to see her house that's under construction. She decides to bring her son with her, her toddler, a little boy named Lee. And when they arrive, the little boy is really drawn to the to the tools of the contractors. And, and one of the contractors, he um, takes a liking to her son, one of the carpenters, I should say. And there's some lovely sparks that go on, and she continues to show up to her friend's house to check on how the construction's coming along. Really, she's there because she thinks the guy's really cute. And, but, she's, but she's not sure. You know, there's, she doesn't know anything about the dream just yet at this point. But she invites him over 
for dinner and they end up having this wonderful connection. Turns out she's got two kids, he's got two kids. It's kind of like the Brady Bunch, but minus, minus a couple of kids. And as they're talking with each other one night, she ends up realizing, oh my God, this is the man from my dreams. And she tells him this. And as she tells him this, he confesses that he has been in love with her from the first moment. So this admission of the dream opened up the floodgates to this amazing relationship. And they've been married now for over 20 years. They now have grandchildren together and have really lived happily ever after. I love that story. Yeah. Now another one, Man of My Dreams by Mary Whipple. This is one of those great examples of... Mm. Somebody who doesn't realize that a guy who is just a friend is really more than that. Mm. And I know, like, if you're watching a movie and you see that happen and you want to start yelling at the screen, like, idiot, look, <laughs> look, he's right there in front of you. Exactly. Right? So Mary Whipple tells a story like that. Yeah. So why don't, why don't we talk about that one? Oh, I love this story. Well, she's a self-professed nerd. And by nerd, she says when she's not reading fantasy novels, she would be absorbed playing video games. So... She, she can't get a date to save her life, and so she decides to go on to social media and to um, she creates a profile online. And she decides to be honest and say, she says, I'm hoping to find somebody who can make me laugh and who, is also, who also admits to being a nerd. So she gets a few responses, and one of the responses is from somebody named Silverman. And she recognizes Silverman as being in her psychology class. And she's like, oh, no, not the nerd from psychology class. So she deletes her profile and she's like, oh, this can't be. But that night she has a dream that she's in her psychology class and Silverman is standing next to her. And he says something that makes her laugh. And this warm feeling comes over her and she realizes how comfortable she feels with him. And she actually feels accepted, which is a big deal to her. And in the, at the end of the dream, she takes his hand. So when she wakes up, she's still so stubborn. She says, this can't be. It's not like I'm going to dream about this guy and we're going to fall in love and run off into the sunset and live happily ever after. But that's actually what happens. They end up dating, and now to cut to the present day, they're celebrating their seventh year wedding anniversary, all because she dreamt about this man who was there, but she couldn't see him. He was right under the radar, but the dream pointed him out to her. And that's what I love about our dreams book in general, is that so many of the dreams are just our subconscious telling us something that we are too busy while we're awake to pay attention to, because her dream was saying to her, you really do like this guy. And it was only through the quiet of being asleep and listening to her dream that she realized what she really wanted out of life. And so many of the dream stories that we have in our book are like that. And it makes it a lot less mysterious when you realize, no, it's really just yourself exactly. telling yourself what, what would really make you happy. Exactly. It's not spooky. It's not crazy. It is your higher wisdom that isn't distracted. And, and all we have to do is just pay attention to the dreams and perhaps act on them and not throw them away just because they're a little bit strange. In fact, the stranger, the better. And it's important. I always say, don't take your dreams lying down. Oh, that's funny. I also know you've rec you recommend to people that they 
If you have a vivid dream, quickly write down at least a few words that describe the dream when you wake up, because just having those few keywords will allow you to then hold on to the dream. Exactly. Sometimes we think the dream is so vivid, there's no way I could forget it. But as soon as you wake up and you you take a shower, you check the internet, it's gone. So you have to anchor it immediately within five minutes or sooner. Otherwise, the dream that could change your life, that could introduce you to the man or woman of your dreams that's been there all along, but you couldn't see, you would miss it. So it's just, all we have to do is take a few minutes in the morning and it could literally, literally, literally change our lives for the better. That's right. And help us find love. Yes. So Kelly, thank you so much for joining us today. Well, speaking of love, I love being with you, Amy. I love being a part of the Chicken Soup for the Soul family. And I love our book, Chicken Soup for the Soul Dreams and the Unexplainable. It's so much fun to get to be surrounded by all of this good stuff. And and it's a dream come true. So thank you. Well, I'm very happy to have you in the family too, especially since our book is selling so well, because (laughs) that always helps. (laughs) I do have to put my commercial publisher hat on too and care about sales, not just about how great the stories are. Right, right, right. It's really reaching people. And I hope that it inspires people. I always tell people that say, well, how am I going to remember my dreams? I have a hard time. I'm like, well, read a book about dreams before you go to sleep, like dreams and the unexplainable. That will help you. It'll inspire you. It'll make you a little jealous. You'll want to have dreams like this. And guess what? You are having dreams like this, but you might have just missed them. So reading this book as you go to sleep is a really good idea. I agree. So thanks for listening to the Chicken Soup for the Soul podcast today. You can go to our website, chickensoup.com, to learn more about Chicken Soup for the Soul, Dreams and the Unexplainable that contains all of these great love stories. You can learn more about Kelly at kellysullivanwalden.com. You can find her on Facebook at Kelly Sullivan Walden, Dr. Dream, or you can find her on Twitter or Instagram at Kelly S. Walden. Come back for our next episode for more love stories, this time about what happens when people who are just friends, like our story today, finally realize that's not actually what they are. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.